You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. Happy to be here. Jakob Bridey. A boom shakalaka. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know if he likes us anymore, guys. I think he might have unfriended us on MySpace. Um, Andrew Hovecamp's not here today yet again. We had. Can we get Allison? I mean, we had her last time. She was better than he was. Can yeah, we get will her? Yeah, you text her and see if she just wants to come on the Zoom and, and replace him. Quarantines. I don't have Quarantine's phone number. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll text Quarantine right now. Okay. Get, yeah, Hovecamp doesn't like us anymore. He's he's no longer our. He, he took us out of his uh, his top eight on MySpace. That's for sure, um, and replaced us with all butterflies. Okay, real real talk question. Well, yes. First off, I went and saw his butterfly butterfly garden over the weekend. Um, it, I I tried to take a sneaky photo of this, but it didn't, or a video, but it didn't work. He like in the most. I don't know, like Simba stalking uh, that little bug in uh, Lion King when he's about to pounce. He kind of like crept up to this butterfly because he goes, ooh, and like gets all giddy and excited, pulls his phone out and got like as close as he could to this little flower where this butterfly was and snapped a picture of it. And I was just like watching him like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Then he proceeded to tell me that that was some type of whatever butterfly that he has yet to see there and he was very excited that it has now made its appearance i just in his I, garden. I, this is not a joke i just got invited to like a new podcast called brothers and butterflies that's apparently starting next week so he's oh, hey. probably recording that right now yeah and he just left us that's for a new podcast friends. For mm-hmm. yeah uh well, we miss him. We miss him this week. Uh, Kevin's going to have a bad time tonight. We know that already. Um, but it's going to be a good episode. Uh, I was just talking about you. Is that Hove Camp? Right now. Yep. <laughs> you want to put him on <laughs> Wait, the... Wait, he just called you? <laughs> uh, he's saying something. This is... Uh, guys, I can't make this up. Hove Camp just called. Um, the Butterfly and Bros podcast kicked him out because he isn't... Uh, as much of an expert as he thought, or at least he identifies to be, an East African swallow has actually come to his house and eaten all of the butterflies. So he has nothing better to do tonight <laughs> than to spend time with us. So he will be joining. He will be late, but he will be joining this evening. So we will be graced with his presence again. He said two out of the three of us are back in the top eight on MySpace. So exciting stuff. Did he say who? Uh, no, he did not. He did uh, not. Um, I think we all know. I think yeah, we all know. I, I think we all know. I, think we I am <laughs> curious, though, what is that the airspeed velocity of that uh, East African uh, swallow after it's eaten all those butterflies? I, I'm sure it's it's plus or minus 10. That sounds right. Flynn? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Don't get that reference? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, can we drink bourbon? <laughs> sure. So tonight I am drinking um, what I believe to be the best $30 bottle of bourbon I've ever bought. Um, it is a single barrel Ezra Brooks. It's Ezra, Bur- Ezra Brooks Distillers Collection. So it's their sour mash. Um, it is just a little bit over four years old. Um, it's 107 proof. 
It is barrel 7493223, um, and it was hand-selected by the Depths liquor store right down the street from me. Um, and so I saw it, and it's, you know, it says distiller's collection, single barrel, barrel strength, $30. I'm like, yeah, that's a great buy. And so the first time I opened it up, my, my eyes were like widened by how good this bourbon it is. Caramelly. It is in, it is, it is caramelly. like, yeah, yeah. Caramelly. Um, caramelly. it is, it is delicious. Um, so much so that I went back, bought another bottle for myself, finished it, and then went back and bought two more bottles, gave one to my dad for last Christmas and then kept this one. And I was like, Oh, they'll just have this, uh, forever. No, no, they, they ran out real quick. Um, and so I've been nursing this one because I'm, I'm hoping that they come out with it again, uh, soon because it is phenomenal. I would pay a lot more money than $30. That is, that is for sure. Kevin, what are you drinking? So I have a couple of comparison questions because Eagle rare, uh, retails at $30. It's better than Eagle rare. Uh huh. Yes. Henry McKenna also retails around thirty dollars. It's about twenty. It is much better, better than, than Henry, Henry McKenna. McKenna. Yes. I am quite baffled four, by this. It's bourbon. four years old, too. That's what. That's my concern. Yeah. Is that can't be true. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to tell you. It's four years old, and it tastes like a ten year old bourbon. That's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Um, speaking of great four year old bourbons, uh, tonight I'm having a new bourbon for me. Uh, out of the um, out of the world of Buffalo Trace, and it's called Benchmark Single Barrel. So, Benchmark's been around for a long time as its own label, mm-hmm. which was like the bottom shelf that comes out of Buffalo Trace. Um, they've <laughs> I read a Bourbon article that talked about how Buffalo Trace is trying to corner the market in. Um, in owning the bottom shelf of liquor stores, <laughs> having, you know, the best of the best out there. And so in August of 2020, they came out with a new line of benchmark bourbon that had a bonded, which is just very good, I'm told, um, and has a small batch and has a top of the rickhouse version where you can get the only select barrels from the top of the rickhouse to make to make the bourbon. They have a foolproof, um, and then they have this, which is the single barrel. Um, one of the bourbon guys I follow on um, the uh, YouTubes uh, did a review of all of them, and he ranked this one second only behind the Bonded. Um, and one of the things that was interesting is most Benchmark is a three-year bourbon. Um, the only one that we're sure is more than a three-year bourbon is the Bonded because it has to be at least four years to be bottled and bond according to the Bottled and Bond Act. My guess is um, that Benchmark single barrel is either going to be a three-year-old bourbon or a four-year-old bourbon. I doubt it's going to go into the five and sixes. I don't know that for sure. And we don't know anything about the mash bill other than it comes out of Buffalo Trace, and that usually has, you know, um, wheat notes and some other things. So trying it for the first time, single-barrel benchmark. It has the words hand-picked on the, on the label. So, um, okay, right off the bat, it's sweet. Um so I think it is weeded. I don't know that for sure. I don't get a lot of rye notes at all, possibly in there, but I really don't feel, I don't find it. Um, it is light. It's fluffy. It's good. It, the Kentucky hug wasn't, it was nice and warm, but not overbearing. I'm having it neat. It doesn't need an ice cube to breathe. Um, I would recommend, uh, the single barrel benchmark. It retails about $26. So, uh, really interesting stuff that's out there. 
that I found tonight. So that is what I'm bringing to the table. Pretty, what do you have for us? So uh, I uh, I decided to kind of change it up a little bit and drink more Old Forester. No, I'm kidding, because <laughs> Kevin thinks I only drink Old Forester. Uh, no, actually, because I have kind of opened up my palate uh, quite a bit more because of this podcast, um, <laughs> I had this candle of Maker's Mark that was just sitting in the middle of my bar cart, just staring at me forever. And when I said to Kat... Uh, yesterday i was like oh i need to go you know see if i can get see what kind of other bourbons i could find she was like well you still got that handle that's just sitting there and i was like yeah but it just looks nice and she was like i mean maker's mark always exists it's like that is true so uh i thought it'd be interesting to just sip on some maker's mark tonight just to see uh you know because back in the day when i was first kind of jumping into bourbon tasting and stuff i always was like oh maker's mark that's top quality you know high shelf like that's the, that's the stuff and uh now that i've actually had things that i would say have is more flavorful um it's interesting going back to maker's mark um and i'm sure both of you all would probably agree with this maker's mark does have a kind of a, a sig not i wouldn't say signature but a certain yeah. kind of spice to it that is is very noticeable now that i'm re-drinking it well, that's their that's again. their thing is yeah. that it's consistent, right? So they they mm-hmm. they don't they didn't even make Maker sixty four or start the 46. cask strength. Um, yeah, forty six or the cask strength stuff or even start the stave series until like the mid two thousand tens decade. They exclusively have always just had Maker's Mark. They take all of their bourbons because they don't rotate them. Um, in their rickhouses, so they have the ones from the top of the rickhouse, the ones from the middle, and the ones from the bottom, and they blend them into one massive batch so that it's consistent across all bottles of Maker's Mark in the world. You know that flavor and that taste profile. Um, they do that better than anybody. The challenge with them is because they do it that way, oftentimes you're spending a th- you know $30 for a five-year bourbon, and so the, the bourbon industry's criticism is you're just paying for the wax. You like the bottle. You know you think it tastes good, but there are better bourbons out there at that price range. Um, I think Maker's Mark is great. I think that they used to have the best tour, period, um, before the bourbon yeah. boom happened. It was like yes. visiting the Shire. It was these little huts and this little stream that Very went throughout picture, there. picturesque. Yeah, oh, it yeah, was it just right. – you just walked up to this little hut, and you got to dip your bottle. You go there now, it's the most commercial of any of them. I can't stand the tour now. It's like going to Disney World. You, you're fil- filed into these little lanes, and it's just not fun anymore. It's, it's not what the Kentucky Bourbon Trail was supposed to be or what it used to be, so – that's unfortunate. I've actually never been to Maker's Mark. That's one of the distilleries that I just haven't been to in Kentucky. So that's unfortunate to hear because um, I would have loved to go uh, back before. I mean, do it. it. Like, yeah. do it. But it, it used to be, you know, my freshman year of college, we went down there for spring break, and we walked in there as 18-year-old kids, and it was like it didn't matter that they weren't able to sell us the alcohol. It was just this beautiful place to walk around and the tour was interesting and a lot of the tour spaces are the same but it's just it's they now have this it's like they have a visitor center now and it used to just be this little four-room house that was converted to a gift shop where you would go in and you get to dip your own bottle now it's like a thing and i don't know it's just not as it's not as great as some of the others it, it used to be the antithesis of jim beam now it's exactly like jim beam it's a it's a it's an operation and it used to feel like like family yeah Yep, agreed. Well, anyways, uh, Flynn, 
what it, well, I guess we'll find out what Hocamp's drinking when he actually shows up. If yeah. he shows up. If he shows up. Uh, we'll see. Right. Uh, anyone want to... I'm willing to make a bet on this right now. Ooh. I've got... Uh, I'm... Uh, I've got the tasteless, smellless wonder of bourbon. Mm, uh, I'll okay. do a shot of that if Hovecamp shows up uh, within forty minutes from right now. Anyone take it? If he does show up within forty minutes, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. So bet. if he shows up in the next forty minutes, yeah, I'll Clint's take that. Taking bet. the action. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I'll take a, a shot of. Uh, I have uh, Old Forester hundred. 100 proof so i'll take a shot of that oh uh, i mean that's good uh it is 903 p.m no no 4 p.m exactly he will show up at 944 p.m exactly i'm taking the 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 middle <laughs> the he will push. show up exactly at 40 <laughs> minutes from now so nine minutes or nine o'clock and 44 minutes is when he will show up if not uh because we're moving i don't have anything else out take. the only thing i have is a half half empty bottle of fireball whiskey so i'll, I'll drink fireball interesting take by kevin um, it's gonna happen so tonight we have three segments for you um it's going to be a new segment um Ooh. that that kevin has has titled rebootiful minds um i don't love the name but uh, it's reboot full minds okay well i don't love the name uh and then we're we gonna play a, game. a better one flynn Okay, no. Uh, then we're going to play a game, uh, and I'm real excited for this game. Uh, and then we're going to go into nerd debate. Hovecamp was very adamant. He apparently has a topic that he would like to discuss, um, and that's why he is uh, killing all of his butterflies to join us. So, Kevin, would you like to j uh, introduce the Rebootiful Mind? First of all, I don't think I don't think Hubcamp recruited the East African swallow to eat the butterflies. I think it just happened. So let's be a little bit sensitive when it gets here. Two, <laughs> if you have a better name for this segment, then put it in the show sheet, Flynn, because I can't come up with all of them on my own. Okay, the last one you came up with was let's play a game because you said what if we play the game? Like that's just not helpful at all. Okay, so a rebootiful mind one because we're talking about a, a reboot centric segment. Okay, others in contention were. Rebooty, booty, 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 rocking everywhere. That was one that I thought about. Um, you know. Why didn't you go with that? That is so much better. <laughs> Change it in the show sheet. Okay, well, I don't know I'm if we're that, do feel, that. We might get we might get sued for that one. I don't know. Rebooty, booty, 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 rocking everywhere. All right, I'm in. <laughs> How many booties is that? Is it four booties? Booty, 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 booty. Hold on. Oh, yeah, oh. rocking everywhere. Yeah, it's four. It's like the same yeah, it's claps in the front sneak. Okay, yeah, that's what we're oh. going to call it. And I, I think Jacob's going to have to produce that drop. Uh, and I love it. Okay, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, <laughs> why didn't you go with that to begin with? Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway, thought, introduce uh, it. Uh, we're, we're his, uh, we're his inspiration. We are his muses. You're definitely we the opposite of that. <laughs> All right, so, so. Um, so let me introduce <laughs> Rebooty, Booty, 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 Rockin' Everywhere, this segment. <laughs> Reboots rocking everywhere. Congratulations. Your agency has been selected by directors all throughout Hollywood as the leading experts in casting for reboots. Producers all throughout the biz are calling us asking who to cast in leading roles for these upcoming reboot feature films. Each host will have to nominate one actor or actress or character to take on the role or roles listed. 
the listeners to your podcast will decide who gets the part. In the spirit of Halloween, we'll be recasting four of the most infamous roles in Halloween movie history. We will each be providing one nomination uh, for an actor or actress to take on a reboot of these key roles, and those roles will include Beetlejuice from the movie Beetlejuice, Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, Aggie Cromwell from Halloween Town, or Winifred Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. Those are the four. The order has been set. Apparently I'm up first. <laughs> uh, with the character who should be recast as Beetlejuice in the reboot of, Be- in the reboot of Beetlejuice. Uh, it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep would be a phenomenal Beetlejuice. Uh, to gender bend the role, she would be uh, brilliant. She's insane. She's never done anything <laughs> wrong in her entire career. She would be um, be able to harness all aspects of the character in, in terms of all the different things that, that you know, Beetlejuice does in terms of impersonations. And, you know, for me, if I, if I had the power to say Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, and she would show up every time... Uh, I would do it most days because I just want to be friends with Meryl Streep. But I, I think that she's the right casting choice for the reboot of Beetlejuice. Pretty? Wow. Okay. Okay. That is not where I, w- I was going to go on that one. All Kevin, right. I have such a strong – I have a, a, such a – okay. Meryl Streep, very talented. However, eh, over I am uh, – Tread lightly. Kevin, you and I already disagree vehemently on the Kristen Channel with Sutton Foster take. This one might I might have an even stronger take on, to be honest. But anyways, I'll let that go. Uh, okay. Um, so with this being a new thing, should I, is this the moment where I get to tell you how wrong you are for putting Meryl Streep at uh, as a Beetlejuice option, or should I just nominate my person? I think, and I explain think why you, that is. I just talk, man. We'll figure it out. So, look, Meryl Streep, absolutely not. It's everything she does. First off, I do think she's a little... Beetlejuice has to have a lot of physical comedy and stuff. And Meryl Streep, yeah, she's funny, but I don't know if she can do some of the physical comedy stuff that you need from, from Beetlejuice. So that's why I am recommending for my casting of Beetlejuice, Donald Glover. I think Donald Glover has the charisma, the kind of like uh, quirkiness to him that kind of uh, just gives you a whole new edge and then just has some of the, the, you know, deadpan moments that can really enliven, that make Beetlejuice like what it is and can literally say anything and make it funny. Thank you. Um, I'm excited that, um, that both of you went with Beetlejuice first because neither of you took who I think is the number one option for Beetlejuice. And now I can just wait until the end of this segment to choose that person. Um, mm, mm, no, I think you're misunderstanding how this segment's going. We're doing Beetlejuice first. Then oh, we're, we're doing, doing Beetlejuice Kruger. first. Then, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we, we want the listeners take... to be able to follow along here. So. That's fair. So you still, it, we're didn't... not forming a team. We're just seeing who, who, who presents the best option. That's fair. For okay. recasting. All right. Well, uh, you still didn't take the number one person. I had to look up 
to make sure this person hadn't played Beetlejuice in the past because he is such a perfect person for, and it's Johnny Depp. 100% Johnny Depp is the absolute perfect Beetlejuice. No. Huh. I'm so wrong. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Johnny Depp Donald- sucks. Oh, no. No. Johnny Depp no. sucks. He was good in some things, but everything he's done since, no. I don't know, the... He was good in, oh, man, what was he? Sweeney Todd was probably the last good thing he was in. Everything he's done since then has been utter crap. He's And Tim Burton already directed this movie. Tim Burton's not going to direct it the second time. So we're not going to have him cast in this situation. He is. Or he would direct it the second time, yeah. and he wouldn't cast Johnny Depp. Because <laughs> he's already worked with Johnny, and he's like, nah. No, Johnny Depp is the absolute perfect. And, and And I get it, it's typecasting, but, like, when you think about like the physical comedy and the humor and, and the facial expressions, I mean, Johnny Depp has it all for this role. I, I, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, you know, Donald Glover was on my list um, and a few other people were on my list and we can go back at the end of the segment to talk about potentials um, that we, that we came up with. But here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing with why Donald Glover, I think is the strongest choice here. So Johnny Depp is only about uh, 10 or 11 years younger than Michael Keaton. Meryl Streep is older than Michael Keaton. If we're ma- making Beetlejuice... How old is Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton's uh, 61. How old is Meryl Streep? Uh, Meryl Streep is... I don't know. Michael Keaton is 70. How old is Meryl Streep? I'm calling you uh, out Meryl on Meryl Streep's 72! Meryl Streep's 72! <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty just... Oh, man. Pretty, <laughs> blind squirrel, Flynn. The, he can... Yeah. He forgets Google's a thing. <laughs> he just makes hey. stuff up, and sometimes he's right, I guess, look, but sure. Look, okay, uh, yeah, so Michael Keaton's child, 70. The Meryl Childish Street's Gambino 72. is hilarious, but he's better at music than he is at acting, and he didn't make SNL for a reason, and when he hosted SNL and he talked about that, all he did was produce the least funny episode of SNL that season. We're not losing anything by not having Donald Glover as an actor for the rest of our lives. I'll take his Whoa. music over his acting, period. Star Wars, wow. a solo, a solo, a Star Wars story sucked because of him. He was oh, the problem. Oh, 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 now you're, now you're. All right, we got to move on. There's words. so much stuff no, going on. Oh, oh my, my god. Okay. okay, all right, I'm moving us on. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is the next. Now you remember, Freddy Krueger haunts people and kills them in their nightmares. So it's a nightmare on Elm Street. The idea is the the. Uh, afflicted youths try to stay awake so they won't be killed by Freddy Krueger. There's the song, right? And the song is why my choice is the best. Because there's no one more creepy or who would be better to play Freddy Krueger than one, Adam Sandler. And here's why. Imagine Adam Sandler as Freddy Krueger doing his own music, right? He gets the guitar and he's... One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door, right? It would be <laughs> incredibly creepy for Sandler to do it, and both amazing. So I, there's no, it's the role he was born to play. He looks great in sweaters, okay? And I think that the, what is um, uh, as, as he's gotten older, his face has become more deteriorated like Freddy Krueger's. I think the, the, oh, the acting, fair. it's true. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I don't care if it's not fair. It's true. Adam Sandler oh, was born man. to play Freddy Krueger. Okay. 
I feel like Kevin nominated Adam Sandler here just so he could give us his Adam Sandler impression. Which was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say it was pretty good. I don't think I have a good, good Sandler impression, but it's when it happened in my head, I, that's what happened. I thought it was solid. That was solid. Uh, no, what I was going to say was, uh, Flynn, is this, is this where you're going to nominate Johnny Depp? Because Johnny Depp played like Freddy Krueger Jr., no, I'm not going to do no, Johnny no. Depp. You're up next, and and right, I know. So Adam Sandler wasn't on my list of six that I have, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, my nomination for this one is because this uh, this person kind of already, to be honest, I thought uh, when I first discovered this actor in Spider Man, I was like, oh wait, is that the guy who plays Freddy Krueger as well? <laughs> It's got to be Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Willem Dafoe for Freddy That's a good Cougar. one. That's, that's, I, I, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> He's already got the kind of creepy voice and oh, just man. you throw some knife hands on him. Nope. Terrified. Man, that's a, that's a pretty good one. I didn't think of Willem Dafoe. Um, because you didn't Willem. think of the right choice. Willem. Oh, man. Now I'm between, I'm between like three people Peter here. Parker. That's see, that's an impression that not enough people do. There's not enough people out there who do a good Willem Dafoe. There was a firefight. Yes, I, I agree. So I want to I want to give a shout out <laughs> to someone. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Kevin here and, and give a shout out to Heath Ledger because he he would be a great Freddy Krueger. Um, He's dead. I, think, I know. I'm gets why I'm giving him a shout out. R.I.P. <laughs> Jesus, Kevin. Um, also dead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> God. Oh, I have to write that down. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix. Why Joaquin Phoenix? So I wouldn't have said this before I watched Joker, but he was such a kind of a creepy uh, lurking figure in that, sh- in that movie that kind of opens it up for me and he did such a phenomenal acting job that that I believe that he could be a great Freddy Krueger. I actually really agree with this take. I think um I chose Sandler because the minute it came to my mind preparing for tonight, I couldn't think of anything else that I was happier to have chosen um because it's <laughs> such a good take. But um the the probably right answer of these two is Joaquin Phoenix because of how he approaches his acting roles. And Willem Dafoe, probably we've seen the edges of his range. Um, and every time Joaquin Phoenix takes on a new role, his range keeps expanding. So I think it's a great take. Yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, I would be willing to bet you all know who I'm putting up for Aggie Cromwell. Um, yeah. She's on the top of my list. <laughs> she's she's at she's on the top of every list I've got. So I know she if is. I'm picking if I'm picking a great spunky grandma character who's gonna be the witch that, you know, saves the whole family and, and you know, gets us into this Halloween town reboot, it's Betty White. Um Betty White is is my girl and we all know I love her. Um I'd put her in everything and I would yeah, so I think uh, I think Betty White is the right person to have as Aggie Cromwell. I have one other that's probably a better actress, um, but because someone set this order that I went first, I'm not going to pass up on the opportunity to select Betty White because I know Flynn was probably going to do it to spite me. So, <laughs> pretty. Betty White. Um, okay, okay. Uh, 
first off, I just want to say, you do know that Betty White is 10 years older than Debbie Reynolds, right? <laughs> Pretty's been Googling, Kevin. When you got it, <laughs> flaunt it. I don't know, what, I don't know why, what you're trying to get me to react to, but... Okay, I don't know either. That's fine. What, what I was going to offer here, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a shout-out uh, to the late uh, daughter of Debbie Reynolds, who I think would have made a great Aggie Cromwell, uh, given a little more sass to the character. But Carrie Fisher would have been a great, great Aggie Cromwell yeah, in a remake. Absolutely. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Uh, but my selection for this... I'm actually going a little bit more on the kooky side of things, and this uh, this person I sincerely thought about for the next character that we're going to recast, uh, but I think it's got to go here. I'm putting Catherine O'Hara. Mm. <laughs> she would be good on... She's on my list for, uh, for, Win- for Winnie, Winifred. for sure. Yeah. I, I just think, like, Aggie <laughs> should be a great Aggie. <laughs> Marnie. <laughs> she really would. You're a witch, Marnie. Can it be Catherine Come, O'Hara? Sisters. Can it be Catherine O'Hara as Moira as Aggie? <laughs> we fly. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Because <laughs> I really want uh, Moira Rose to be the actress playing Aggie Cromwell. That's that that is that is phenomenal. It is. Calabar, you have no right to rule here. <laughs> okay. Glenn. Again, the correct answer is Maggie Smith. She's next on my list too. Yeah. She's right there. You can see it. Yeah. She's there. She's so good. She's the better it's, actress. Yeah. Um, Phenomenal. And, McGonagall. I mean that Yeah. Yeah. Also two years younger than Debbie Reynolds. Yep. So there you go. Yep. Google. Okay. Again. Okay. That's I'm gonna just, that's gonna I'm be our most facts. that's gonna be our that's probably our best most contested category of the three. Um, so far, okay, our last one. So our, the casting director has come to us and they've said, all right, we, we understand the Sanderson sisters are a, a trio, um, but they have a leader, and the leader is Winifred Sanderson. We have to replace her. And who is the right actress to lead this group? Because we will get counterparts to counter this actress who is best. And so the answer to me is obvious, because Winifred, the, the goal of the Sanderson sisters is to become younger and more relevant by – um, brewing this potion and eating children's life forces so they can become young and beautiful again, but it doesn't happen. They were always actually ugly. Um, they just ruin. The, they just become even more so old and decrepit and, and irrelevant. And they're trying to hang on to relevance desperately. Um, Aggie um, does this, um, or Winifred, excuse me, does this uh, great number in the in the movie where she does the twist on I put a spell on you and turns all the parents and and like if you go back and listen the song is great but her singing is terrible she can't sing she can't that act middle, she you over hold your tongue she, sir she you hold your tongue she's a character who overacts and is trying to just hold on to relevance and who better to play that role than Kristen Chenoweth she <laughs> would be perfect for this situation <laughs> she sort of plays Ooh. a similar role as I watched the first episode of um, Schmigadoon yeah, yeah I can so see good. it I can see it I mean I don't I don't want to I don't want to typecast her but she she is the most the human being that is most like Winifred Sanderson is Kristen Chenoweth and that's just true first off <laughs> I've got so many issues with all Move of this. Move on, pretty. <laughs> no, 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 because this all relates to what I'm going into. Uh, 
first off, the fact that you are saying Bette Midler is not a good singer, that Dolly is, she is Dolly. She starred in Hello, Dolly. She's amazing. Uh, Bette Midler is a national treasure, okay? A national treasure. People sound better She's on wonderful. records, uh, you know? Maybe that was the direction she was going for. Maybe it was those sure. funky teeth she was wearing. I don't know. What I'm saying is Bette Midler is amazing, and the fact that you're actually kind of casting Chen- Kristen Chenoweth in the same line with Bette Midler, that does track. Um, I could see them kind of crossing over, playing some of the similar roles as Kristen gets a little older. Uh, I feel like that was just you just coming straight for me, just trying yeah. to get a ruse out of me. And it's not. it did and work it a little bit. <laughs> First of all, it worked. Second of all, I'm not coming at you. I'm coming at Kristen Chenoweth. Well, okay. Regardless, I've got the better the better choice here. Well, you and keep Flynn, talking without I'm, saying who it is. So will you I just am. tell us? Flynn, I'm probably, I might be snatching this one from you, but uh, she's already played a witch already that was modeled after both Aggie Cromwell and Winifred Sanderson. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Catherine yeah, Hahn is pick. Winifred Sanderson. Pick. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it, she's on the top the of my pick. list. It is the pick. Yep. Yep. I think it's lazy. Lazy? Yeah. Someone what? who's someone who's played a witch like this already on television to go ahead and cast her in this I mean, you can't say that about ba- Maggie Smith because we have to put Maggie Smith in as much things as we can. Right. Because she's gonna die any day now. And so oh, let's preserve it. her. Oh my god. Wow. Oh, look up how old I she is. Kevin. She's eighty seven years it. old. Stop it. <laughs> Hold on. Betty White's I, I 117. To... So you yeah, stop she's 99. it. You stop it. Point of order, she's 99. <laughs> Catherine Hahn is awesome. That's just a lazy choice. Uh, I do have to do have to give a quick Maggie Smith shout out. Um, if you if you don't yet, <laughs> you have to do it. I, you have to do it in her voice. If you're gonna give Maggie Smith it, a shout out, you have to do it like I Maggie have, Smith. I, I don't, <laughs> we I need Hope Camp. Do your duty to your school. <laughs> Well, I, not as no. good as Hope Camp. Maggie Smith. No, no, his is <laughs> spot on, spot on. Um, no, what I was going to say is this. So uh, if you don't watch Downton Abbey, I'm not saying you have to, but Kat's been watching it, and I've caught a couple episodes. Maggie Smith is hilarious in Downton Abbey, has all of the best one-liners, is like, I mean, I would, I just want to watch a compilation video of all of uh, the Dowager whatever Grantham, yeah. whatever her name is. She can that. do no she's wrong. She's hilarious. She's amazing. She's great. She she's was great. great in The Secret Garden. She's been great in everything she's ever done in her life. Oh, I forgot she was in The My Secret point Garden. is, she was born in 1934. That's not a joke. So I'm just saying, we got to put her in as much as we can between now and the time that we no longer have the, the world treasure that she is. There. So uh, it, it was fine when Flynn put her up. It's not fine when you put Catherine Hahn up because it's lazy. Flynn, who are you no, casting? No, what? Whatever. Catherine Hahn is a great choice, Jacob. And and again, that's the low hanging fruit that yes. I appreciate though. Um you <clears throat> looking at my list, I have some really good actresses. But I think that the one that embodies the goofiness, the the outlandishness that is Winifred Sanderson, it's Winona Ryder. Oh. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> I think she'd be a phenomenal choice. That says more about you than it does about us, bro. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Um, see, okay, Flynn, I would say that Winona Ryder would be a good Mary Sanderson to Catherine Hans Winifred. So um, I thought about... No, Mary, Mary the, the attractive one? 
No, Mary's the one that's uh, Kath, uh, Kathy Najima. The so here's what I was thinking before that. Before, because the vacuum, yeah, the I'm vacuum. keeping it as a comedy. But if we went and made this movie, Hocus Pocus, into kind of the horror or more serious drama, uh, Helena Bonham Carter would be a phenomenal pick if we're going for the more serious. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Excuse me one second. <laughs> what is her name? Helena Bonham Carter? Bonham Carter? Okay. Did yeah, I, say I, just, right? I wanted to make sure that was right. No, no, that's perfect. <laughs> no, that's that's well, how do you that's, say that's her name? <laughs> Helena. The, Helena? Helena? It, I said it right. Helena. It's like Zoro and Zoro. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's no difference. In same thing. It. Okay? It's a little different. It's not. It's a little different. It's not. But she would be great uh, if we made it into like a very serious kind of uh, horror genre. Oh. I think even if it was a comedy, she'd be great. She is hilarious. Say, she's and better in comedy. I've only seen her in one thing. So, wait, what? Okay, what's the one thing you've seen Helena Bonham Carter in? Because this is gonna make me judge Harry you in so many different ways. I'm gonna say that this was oh, an easy. Duh. You knew okay. the answer to this question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Flynn, there is a there is a much like you uh, appreciate Johnny Depp for his versatility. There is a whole plethora of things you need to see Helena Bonham Carter in because she is. I would say more transformative and has further edges to push than Michael Keaton and Johnny Depp combined. I think if I was casting this as a person who would be great for real as a horror movie, I would cast Margot Robbie in this role for sure. She'd be phenomenal. Um, no, she'd be Sarah Sanderson. No, I thought about her as Sarah for the funny role, but in the in the dark one, I would hire. I would I would definitely bring her in. But okay, I'm gonna recap this list. Okay, um, okay. While someone checks to see if we have anybody joining us, um, uh, the casting yeah, yeah, yeah. the casting team is putting up for the character of Beetlejuice: Meryl Streep, Donald Glover, and Johnny Depp. The uh, Freddy Krueger role will either go to Adam Sandler, Willem Dafoe, Ridiculous or things. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> uh, Aggie Cromwell will go to Betty White, Maggie Smith. Or Catherine O'Hara. And Winifred Sanderson <laughs> will go to Kristen Chenoweth, <laughs> Catherine Hahn, or Winona Ryder. We will see what the casting direct, what the folks have to say. So I, I would like to add some, some honorable mentions. Because I, I, while I was uh, coming up with this list, I, I have at least six names for every single one of these. Um, Beetlejuice, uh, Chris Rock, I think would be really funny in that in that role as well as uh jeff bridges <laughs> i think that that would be pretty <laughs> hilarious <laughs> jeff bridges as <laughs> I, th I thought it'd be funny uh freddy krueger um clint eastwood i think would be a, a, a an interesting choice uh as well as wesley snipes wesley, wesley snipes. snipes yeah you said wait hold on clint eastwood yeah Dude, Clint Eastwood is like he basically a decade or is, two older than Robert Eglin. But he basically is Freddy Krueger. <laughs> as he's a person. Something. Sure. He's something uh, else. He'll, he'll probably direct, if he directs the film, it'll be amazing. So that'll be right, great. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think Aggie Cromwell, Whoopi Goldberg might be a decent decent option for that. Oh, yeah. Whoopi can do no wrong that. in my eyes for sure. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Winifred. Um, I had both Kathy Bates and Kate Blanchett as options as well. Kate Blanchett, interesting. So, okay, so obviously I think I was taking this this whole thing as trying to appeal to younger audiences and doing like a younger casting. Um, uh, I also had uh, as an alternative to Catherine Hahn, Anika Noni Rose. 
Um, I think she's got a phenomenal voice. I think she could add a lot of kind of like sass. Uh, we know who that is, yes? Tiana? Oh, who nice. Who voices yeah. Tiana? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been hilarious. Um, that was kind of my other big one. Oh, what was the other one? I asked Kat for some of these suggestions. Uh, oh, so you cheated? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Kat and I just had a little conversation about it. No, you cheated. Um, we also <laughs> thought uh, Kate McKinnon was one of her suggestions. I think Kate McKinnon would be solid, but... Um, Maybe more as like a Sarah Sanderson. Speaking uh, and of then, uh, spouse cheating, I asked Lauren the same thing, and she said, <laughs> and she said David Tennant for uh, all of them. So um. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Well, that was that was Kevin. I like this segment. That was pretty solid. We'll have to see what the uh, the pods think of it, and uh, and see what everyone's reactions are, and how correct my casting decisions were. Uh, but with that, I think we're gonna. Oh, it looks like we're somebody take a is quick here. Quick break. Potentially. So, oh, yeah, no. We'll, we'll let this person in. It's only 9.32. Ha <laughs> ha! I won the bet. <laughs> I have to take, take a, a shot. On, I get fireball. <laughs> well, thank you, Hove Camp. Yeah, thanks, Hove Camp. Uh, pretty bet that you would be here after 9.44. Um, yeah. Kevin said you would be here exactly 9.44, and it's 9.32. So thank you. I win the bet. Uh, so they both have pretty said. Shot. Pretty said it would be 40 minutes. Flynn said it would be less than 40 minutes. And I said it would be exactly Someone 40 minutes. Someone had to take the push. <laughs> Someone had to take the push. You know, like, I mean, I, you know. When, from, from what, 9.04 then? Yeah. Is yeah. that when, when was that when I called you? 9.04. Yeah, that was when we, yeah, decided. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, also, uh, that would have been a great opportunity pods if you're uh, still listening still with us uh the grid of punishments what did we come up with what's our term the board of punishments i don't know what's uh, flynn want it to be he's a, whatever, got better names than everybody else we yeah whatever flynn has <laughs> named it uh, it's okay that'll be getting revealed soon all i wanted to say is is you ha- you came up with two names and you chose the incorrect name we're going with rebooty booty 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 rocking everywhere that's for sure um we have not come up with a, a second name for the grid of punishments. Um, so, so that was the segment that name, we just did was rebooty yes. booty 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 rocking everywhere. Oh, that's yeah. amazing! <laughs> I have I'm named it. I'm so uh, glad. <laughs> rebooty for mind. I'm so mind. glad. And it was. It was. There was something that we couldn't do that was recommended, and I said, "Oh, this is like Kevin's talked about reboots. Something about we all love reboots would be nice." And that was where I left it, and I'm thrilled that that was the direction that it went. That is the All most right, I'm gonna us. I'm going to take this and... shot of Fireball now. Yeah, you're taking... Ew. Yeah. Why do you have Fireball? The, uh, Make it a victory shot. Wonder. I, I know that's your tailgating Fireball, but... It's the uh. same tailgating Fireball. We have a tailgate Jeffers Creek is still on for sale, or still for sale at Depths for quite a Yikes. cheap price. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be there for wonder. sale for a while. Yeah, it's fine. Welcome, Hove. Um, Welcome, Hove. I gave everybody the news. Oh, man. You guys want to hear about it real? You get so no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this, I won't tell you guys what happened, but let's just say uh, Saturday was a very fruitful day for just the Butterfly Garden experience, and I just started telling uh, Quarantine in detail what was happening. And <laughs> Jacob told uh, us on the podcast how weird I, it was. I told yeah. everybody what happened. And <laughs> she just goes, Do you hear yourself? And I was like, I didn't even mention the goldfinches. <laughs> and she was like, You don't hear yourself. Clearly you don't. <laughs> such a weird such a weird thing. What are you what are you drinking tonight? 
uh, tonight. Uh, so I was kind of obviously in a hurry and uh, ran downstairs and I had to see what was on the table still. Um, and I drank the Chef's Collab recently. The Johnny Drum is still down here. The Decanter of 101 is still down here. But the longest tenured bourbon down here is also the most aged. It is the Russell's 10-year so that is actually what I'm sipping on first before beers. I dip into that nice. 101 as a follow-up. I'm a couple nice. beers deep. It's a new, new fresh take for the podcast. I was meeting a friend um, out, and yeah, so he, he was in town. We went out for a couple of beers. So it's a new, different take, but I am on the same level as you guys heading into this uh, segment. Can't wait. Nice. Can't wait. And the segment is a game, right, Flynn? It is. It is. We uh, we have a game uh, for for the the podcast. So, um, well, hang on. What's wh- what's the creative title for this segment that you came up with? I didn't come up with this. Jacob did. What is it? What what is it? What is it's it called? called Let's Play a Game. Let's play a game. Very good. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Kevin, for the. I would like to. I'd like to instead of playing this game. We just workshop new uh, title ideas for this segment. Okay, you and I will do that via text for the rest of the podcast. We'll get back to you guys later. Okay. Uh, So one of my favorite games is uh, our medical terms game. And so we've brought that back. Arch nemesis Cora. Arch nemesis Cora. And speaking of arch nemesis Cora, um, she is actually here with me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So she is... So she has her she has her t-shirt on. Um, yep. So is this because she, she had to come get her own t-shirt because you never mailed it to her? Yeah, I, I dropped it off yesterday uh, at work. Um, here, scooch in on your footstool. There we go. Yeah, I don't have surprise another surprise guests galore tonight. This is great. Surprises galore. Um, so Who's Cora, the other surprise. Was I a surprise? I'm a bad surprise. Well, you're a surprise. <laughs> I got a surprise tank top in the mail yesterday. It, um, it, what does it, it say, says, Kevin? It says, I love pumpkin spice a latte. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jacob, for uh, adding my now uh, three uh, tank top collection. Um, you're welcome. It joins Expecto you Potato. Honestly, you don't need more than that, but at this point, you are also a collector, so you might as well just keep going. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm good. I've yet to purchase one, so I'm going to stick that on brand. Cora, so Cora I'm a size large. Decided... If you want to send me a tank top, uh, you're welcome to do so. I'll give you his address. He, okay, he's moving you. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's Cora... not a large from his height. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's his girth. Yeah. The... Girth. <laughs> What's the matter so, with you? Is that the medical term? <laughs> no. So, so Cora works just up the street, and she was like, "I was like, can you can you join the Zoom uh, to host the medical terms uh, to surprise Kevin, your arch nemesis?" And she was like, "Why don't I just come to your house uh, and hang out, and we'll do that then?" I was like, "Yeah, that works too." So. We are all four going to be playing this this medical terms game. I'm not going to be hosting this time. So, are there any wagers that we would like to include? Uh, is it can I? Is it the standard? Uh, there's like, well, if there's four of us, is there? Does that mean there's four made up ones and the other, like eight, are all real? Is that correct? Am I allowed so to you, ask that? You each get three real and one fake. Sweet. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Uh, I'm wagering that I'm gonna, I will I will score better than Kevin, but will either tie or lose to Hovecamp. 
I'm unsure of Flynn's knowledge of medical advice. I think that Kevin is on a new level in the presence of his nemesis. <laughs> that uh, I do, and, and he's been pretty. He's been beaten down in this segment a couple of times, <laughs> and that that's eaten at him too. So I think he's busting out tonight. I'm calling a slump buster segment for Kevin here. And uh, I think K. Ray is going to uh, reclaim the title of co-doctor. A uh, uh, quick point of order, uh, Huffcamp. You're Catholic, so I think you need to understand she's an arch nemesis, not just a nemesis. So, <laughs> arch. <laughs> she's a greater in the hierarchy. Was a very <laughs> niche <laughs> joke there. Yeah. Yeah, but the Catholics are going to love it. Yeah. So. Uh, I also think that Kevin's going to win this segment, so I'm going to bet on Kevin. I'm betting on me, too. I if, do. if I get all four correct, uh, Cora has to start all of her medical training from scratch all over again. <laughs> she has to start at the that? very beginning. <laughs> yeah, Kevin makes no, that. No, 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 no. I think the, this is, the Patreon, this is the Patreon will be, pay for that. This would be more manageable, I think, than that, Kevin. She has to begin all of her introductory sessions with her clients with, a more a smarter man named Kevin taught me this. Smarter doctor. I did smarter, on my paper. I did put Doctor Kevin on my paper. Yeah, so. it says Doctor Kevin. Yeah, it does. Perfect. Perfect. Does it oh, say geez. Co-Doctor Hovecamp and Co-Doctor Pretty? Because those you are know, our titles. It for doesn't. This if Flynn had a pen, I would write it in. But I'm sure. Here's a pencil. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have you can't write things in pen. <laughs> Co-Doctor. Really, Kevin writes it in pen. He means business. We, we haven't even started the segment. This I know, right? Nonsense. Cora, all right. Cora, do your thing. All right. Do you all have a particular order you would like to go? Because I do Whatever not. Whatever is on your sheet of paper, let's do that. Well, I did Flynn, a pretty Huffcamp, Dr. Kevin. Okay. Yes. Let's do that then. Okay. Let's do that then. I respect our, the order. I don't respect Kevin's title. <laughs> I respect that it's like ascending in terms of hairline, but that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Glenn, you are up. So first I think my one. My hairline would be great. <laughs> You're third. <laughs> right. I would have the best hair if I wanted to. <laughs> this is what happens. All day. All day. Best this hair. This is why Jacob this picks is a, forever This is to a edit. choice. <laughs> this is a personal choice. I've got a great hairline. <laughs> I've always wondered how much editing actually. A lot. Goes into. A lot. <laughs> you have no idea. No idea. <laughs> All right. First one for Flynn is golfer's elbow. Golfer's elbow. Oh, this is easy. I'm pretty sure that's just tendonitis, right? Pain in your elbow from uh, swinging a golf club, also known as tennis elbow. Um, that uh, it, it is a sharp shooting pain in the uh, elbow of your dominant arm. So you are... You were on point. You were completely right until you said it's the same as tennis elbow. So yeah, golfer's elbow and tennis elbow are two separate things. So golfer's <laughs> elbow is when the tendonitis is on the inside mm. part, and tennis elbow is when it's on the outside I part. think I get a half point for that. No, you get nothing. Um, Quill, I have a fun head. fact about tennis elbow. And you can get it while you can get it while setting, uh, while trimming down bushes for your butterfly garden. Oh my god! Oh, you can get it lots. Of You're so ways. old. How are you older than Kevin? <laughs> it was. I mean, it is a lot. I cutting those burning bushes down freaking hurt. I literally have a tennis elbow thing, not from tennis. Oh my! But god. it was. Uh, I was like, what are wow. the symptoms of tennis elbow? Okay, and I got like, a half point for that. I'm claiming a half point. 
Uh, All right, Flynn's got a half point. Wait, Flynn, are you keeping score? Are you keeping score? Uh, sure. Great. Okay. Oh, please. Kevin's got a pen and paper. He's fine. Yeah, Kevin, you're keeping score. (laughs) Score is being (laughs) All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. Get pretty. You have acoustic trauma. Acoustic trauma? I try to go with the whole musical background. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say this feels oddly directed towards me. It is. Um... It'd be embarrassing to miss it. <laughs> so, when he gets it wrong, yeah. I'll tell you what the right answer is. <laughs> okay. For no extra points. <laughs> Acoustic trauma. Acoustic. Uh, it, just, just so I understand the pronunciation, are we saying acoustic or acoustic? Oh my God. It doesn't oh my matter. God. I don't know. Like, you I'm are not a like, It's Get made out of up. scripts. It's a made up thing. Acoustic trauma is a made up thing. It is actually real. It is injury to the inner inner ear due to loud noise. Oh, is that like tinnitus? No, it's different than no, tinnitus, that's right? Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I think you have that hasn't happened one. to me yet because I don't play drums. It's also, known as, it's also known as piano ear, right? Isn't that a isn't that a thing? <laughs> piano Something ear. Something like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I did actually get, okay. I did actually develop uh, a mild case of like tennis elbow from playing piano incorrectly one time. So just since everyone gets t- tennis elbow from you know everything, these you days, get it from right? anything but tennis. you get it from your hobbies. Yeah, you don't get it from your jobs, but you get it from your hobbies. Pretty <laughs> piano, me with gardening. Right, you're right. Piano's a hobby for me. Yep. All right, Hove Camp. All right, you get Pickwickin syndrome. Pickwickin. Pickwickin. I don't even a little bit understand that. I'm just going to say fake. (laughs) It's actually real. So it's a triad of obesity, elevated carbon monoxide in the blood, and sleep apnea. Whoa. That's like a trifecta of... Okay, so Pretty's felt a little bit targeted. That felt like a really anti-hope. Well, I tried to find some sort of one that had to do with the gym. Did you know that I work out? I did. I did. I tried to find one for the gym. Okay, is very offended right now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I'm on the same boat as everybody else. Get Dr. Kevin. That's Our, that's a that sounds horrific. By the way. <laughs> All right, Dr. Kevin, you have Hilton sign. Two words: Hilton sign. Hilton sign. Like S I G N sign. Right. I'm sure you know that. Sorry. <laughs> He's re- running through his Grey's uh, episodes. Grey's Anatomy I, I have, episodes. I have stayed. Uh, I listen. This is this feels targeted. This feels targeted to me as well as I am uh, loyal to Marriott. Um, <laughs> but is, uh, Hilton sign. <laughs> Hilton sign at work, is at work. He will not stay at anywhere other than a Marriott. Get them points. Got to get those points. And. Uh, <laughs> And Hilton I did the Hilton points. So. Hilton sign. Is Hilton Hampton? Yes. Who's Hampton? Yeah, you got to go to you got to go Hilton then. Yeah. Hilton sign is made up. Correct. It is fake. It's when patients expect an upscale hotel-like service at the hospital. So, so I actually thought you just drove past a sign for Hilton and was like, "I'll just give this to Kevin." Hold on. So this is this is what Kevin is like in his many hospital stays that he's had, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's dramatic. <laughs> Based on the little I know about him, I'm sure he's pretty dramatic. That is that is uh, the case. 
<laughs> He's not dramatic, but when doctors ask what happened, they get more than they bargained for. <laughs> Ten minutes later, they finally figure it out. So but. you all have asked for clarification on what Cora has said so far, and... You know, Cora married someone that went to your high school. Uh, I hang out with you all way too much. And so we've lost you some married, of our uh, Maysville. Uh, Sanex Tiger? Yeah, he graduated with um, Huff Camp. Huff Camp. You were in the same class. You married a Sanex Tiger. Uh, the, the Tigers that took down Arch Nemesis uh, Trinity High School last week? <laughs> Go, Tigers! Talk Trinity! They're, they're really excited about that. But I was going to make a joke about their great. Oh, we got to do a Sanex shot. I was going to say I'm pr- really prepared to do the fight song right now. Uh, <laughs> Let's not do yeah, that. Yeah, I got a shot glass oh, and bourbon, God. and I think yeah, that's well, what the viewers want. We'll, we'll save that for after, after, after the game. That's a post-game type of thing, mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> but we've lost some of our Maysville accent, so that would have been Hilton sign in Maysville. Uh, so I... Time stop, out. Stop. <laughs> Stop, stop it's, asking it's for clarification. It's been 30 Just miles our, since our, we've our, seen a Hilton sign. <laughs> yeah, there's no Hilton in Maysville. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> there's a Best Western. Yeah. Touch and go. No, it's, it's, it's just on the double A in Northern I, I stayed there it's last a mediocre week. It's a mediocre it's Western. actually a Hampton yeah. Inn. We have a, Motel 6. What more could you want? That's true. That's true. What more could you uh, want? Seven right, or eight. Let's do this again. <laughs> I'm, one for, I'm the only one with one right. Hey, you are. All right, Flynn. You have... Collins syndrome. Collins syndrome. Is that when you... (laughs) Such curly hair. Such curly hair. No, I'm going to say it's fake. It is fake. Yes. It is from a British novel (sighs) where a mutating disease that starts with pain and sensitivity of the nipples. Very specific. Thank you, Cora. (laughs) Targeted at Flynn. We did grow up together, so... That was a Wikipedia one. (laughs) Uh, a great source. I'm suffering from Collins syndrome. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, geez. Okay. All right. One for two. Because Collins three and zero in our fantasy football league. Pretty, you are not. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, wish yeah, you had yeah. Collins syndrome. Yeah, pretty. You yeah, lost yeah, this yeah, week yeah, yeah, badly yeah. to who? That's Kevin. Kevin. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I totally know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pretty, you're up. Anyways, what's my question? Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready to crush this one. Scurvy. Oh come on. Scurvy. (laughs) Heck yeah. Oh, this is rigged. (laughs) This is a this is a uh, condition that uh, that afflicts pirates most of all because they be out at the sea and uh, don't have uh, an ample amount of I can't remember if it's vitamin D or vitamin C. You have uh, to answer. No, you have to answer. That matters. Yeah, that that's gonna be important. Okay, it's vitamin C because you get vitamin D from the sun. Uh, vitamin C, um, that's why they have to eat fruit and stuff. Uh, it causes cramping and um, some other, like, gross things to your body. That is correct. correct. Vitamin C it's deficiency. Real. Yes! I can't wait, I can't wait <laughs> for Kevin to get dysentery, which he actually lived through on the way to the Oregon Trail. <laughs> Excuse me, you don't go to the Oregon Trail. You travel the Oregon Trail somewhere. The Oregon Trail starts at St. Louis. We're in Louisville. You clearly had to go to the Oregon Trail to start <laughs> I was born in Connecticut. <laughs> Even further travels. <laughs> in the Northwest Passage, Kevin found it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> me? Jacques Cartier. <laughs> and Johnny Hopkins. And we were blazing it up. <laughs> 
What is uh, Cam's question? <laughs> All right, you get Winky Bach. <laughs> yes. What? Also directed at you. I don't know how, but it is. <sighs> well, I know what a wink is, and I know what a Bach is. What's and a Bach? Very unrelated. What? What is a Bach? A it's a beer. Things it's things a, is a type of beer. It's a beer. Oh, oh, huh? oh! Yeah, it's yeah, also yeah, yeah. a concerto, right? This is a bourbon podcast. We are not supposed to know that. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's also a composer. Uh, Pretty, isn't? Yeah, isn't there? Isn't Bach? Oh, that Bach. Oh, are we talking about that Bach? <laughs> Got a concerto. Winky Bach. Are we talking about Johann Sebastian? Please. If it's not Brahms, <laughs> I riot. Um... <laughs> Okay. Winky Feels Bach. like a nerd debate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's go. One that I'm not actually quite prepared to have. <laughs> I, got, I got to go made up again. I, I have no idea what any of these could even possibly be. So I have to guess made up. No, it's real. Okay. Well, you only get one made up one. So. Right. And until I get that, I, if I genuinely can't put a guess, I could have guessed both of Pretty's. That seemed uh, both of his were obvious. <laughs> Flynn got golfer's elbow, which was just tendonitis in your elbow for golf. I missed it somehow. Like, I can get I, I some of them. I can make educated guesses. Um, so I literally can't guess even make an educated Bach. guess. No, no, my educated guess is my educated guess is one of the next three will be fake, and that is more higher probability than what I would guess. So it's fake. Doctor Coven, do you know the correct answer? Uh, I do, but I feel like it's better for you to explain it to me because you're the professional. Uh, do you concur? Do you concur? Oh, it's, it's real. It is real. Yes. Um, it is a it's a type of a heart block where part of the heart the signal doesn't get to the rest of the heart, so the heartbeat is delayed or blocked. Oh, duh. If you would like block. me to explain that further, I will. But I'm sure. Dr. Kevin can do that in your... I'm happy to time. take questions well, yeah, later right. after the, after gotta, the fight's I, on. I do. I, I actually run quite a bit, so my heart's pretty flowing pretty freely. I do a fair amount of cardio. Right, so which is why I thought that out. one was directed towards problems. you. Your heart's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't know What's you were a runner. Question? I thought you weren't a runner. I'm, don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> All right. Um, Dr. Kevin, this one's directed towards you. It is APGAR score. <laughs> Apgar score. It is, we cannot use that for placement, just so that you know. <laughs> Can that be our draft order? Who's highest Apgar score? <laughs> it depends on if we're. Depends on if like the if what it is. is if it's like real. <laughs> extreme extreme obesity, and everyone's just trying to eat yes. only McDonald's twenty four seconds. I'm wondering if it's possible. if it's height if it's start. height to. If it's height to weight ratio, if it's height to age ratio, is what I, I it's probably height to weight. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're wrong. Um, you have a child, don't you? I do. Correct. So when a newborn is born, they have an assessment at one minute and five minute, and it measures like heart rate, muscle tone, color. That's what an APGAR score is. Yeah, I, it's probably going to be in season 17 of Grey's Anatomy, but it hasn't been in the first 16 seasons. So That's I, it. That <laughs> was in my grad school human development class. And I uh, all that. right, That's well, a little embarrassing. Cora, you get to keep your medical degrees and not have to restart. <laughs> uh, apologies apologies to very real Dr. Kostin uh, for actually forgetting that one. <laughs> no? <laughs> that was my apology. Oh, I did not know oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> And she's the one that taught the class that I actually learned that in. Great. All right. So here's the scores through two rounds. 
Flynn has one and a half points. Jacob has yeah. one point. I, I have one point. Don't give him the half. You I coward. Give me the half. And Hovcamp has none. I'm sorry. Flynn has no. <laughs> Flynn has one point, but identifies as one and a half points. Yeah. And Hovcamp yeah. has no points. <laughs> I'm a late breaker. Everyone knows that. Here we go. All okay. right, Flynn. Kyphosis. <laughs> this one's directed toward you. Is it? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> you have kyphosis. Oh, stop. This is not a spelling bee. It pretty got scurvy. <laughs> Can that be the title of the episode? <laughs> and pretty got scurvy. Come on, Flynn. Think uh, about it. This is this is something you deal with. Kyphosis? That's alopecia. <laughs> that was on my original list, and I deleted it. Well, that was a mistake. You, th- you think that I that deal with hairlessness? It's only on the top of my head that I deal with hairlessness, okay? Um, uh, sorry, male pattern baldness. <laughs> Can you spell it? K-Y-M-A-L-E space P-A-T-T-E-R-N-E-D P-A-L-D-N-E-S-S Typhosis. Yep. Um, it is... A deficiency for the enzymes within your gut that help break down food. That's pretty close. It's a, it's a back condition, which is like curved spine. It is an abnormal curve of the spine causing a hunchback. Damn it. Like, Flynn, oh. I have so I, many medical like, conditions is, that I can't I just keep like track. Back, yeah, yeah I was going to say back you know? problems, but I... Yeah, I, I, yeah obviously mm. Flynn can't handle back, back facts. facts. Kevin proved that a while ago. <laughs> it it is that's what started all this. Is that a set? Yeah. When, when Cora said, this one's directed at you, <laughs> and you were like, my back's fine. I have a... <laughs> no, a, an I was between... Condition. I was between my my gut health and my back health. It's all my midsection that's, did, that's messed I'm up. I'm not sure that I knew you had a serious problem with your gut. Yeah, that's, yeah, I do. Uh, I do that, too. Um, I have a lot of medical issues. Man, yeah. That's alarming. I'm going to drink more bourbon. Yeah, I've been drinking way too much. <laughs> all right, Cora, what Whatever. you got Not for that me? Time. All right. I've only got three more, night, three more days at work. I would say you should probably know this one, so you, I might get a little... Crap for giving oh, you no. this one, but it is. Wait, pretty again? We I'm sorry, Hovcamp was Hovcamp was yelling. Could you repeat that? Spattergroit. Mm-hmm. Spattergroit. Spattergroit. Um, that is an affliction that I believe uh, occurs in the fifth book of Harry Potter because it's made up. It was also here's, on. Here's it I was also on this podcast already. <laughs> literally missed that exact question a while ago. No, I didn't. No, it wasn't Spatterboy. Yes, it was. It was not yes, Spatterboy. It, it was Dragonpox. No, see, it was Dragon. No, it was Dragonpox. No, it was. I got Dragonpox right. You missed Spatterboy. Yeah, we've done that and twice. I came in and said, "Yeah, check the so tape." Pretty is. Bro. I'm so three for so angry then. at Pretty. Nope, it's not your bad. Three for three for three. But I would be three for every one of us would be three for three if we had three. <laughs> Disagree. This luck, this luck factor Check the is tapes. insane. Uh, call Della Bell. Let's do a chart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me give me one. All right, you get Chimera. <laughs> like a like a C H I M E R A. C H I M E R A. I've always pronounced that Chimera, and it is a mythological creature. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yes, I'm guessing fake. 
It is fake, but it's from Mission Impossible 2. It's death by mass destruction of your red blood cells. Oh. Isn't it, uh, so you didn't get the but fake pretty. part of it, but... Well, you don't have to. Chimeras <laughs> are real. They're, are you asking pretty? Literally... Yes, you're, you DM more than I do. Chimeras yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are things. Chimeras are actual mythological creatures from, I don't know, I'm not going to try to pretty fun fact this, but Greece probably or something. Are you yeah, sick? Yeah, in D&D, <laughs> in D&D, they are a CR level oh, four. Oh, yeah, no, I, I did that. They are they're uh, like a lion head and scorpion tail. It's and exactly they fly. right. Yep. Because that's the mythological creature. It is a, um, a goat a lion and a snake yeah yeah that's the mythological creature D, &D it's different goat, goat lion and goat lion and dragon in D, &D. Point D &D is, it's though, a lion is, a dragon yes. and a goat yep yeah what's my Point question is, anyway <laughs> anyway we're nerdier than than you I feel, yeah. we got it we got it. i got it right yeah i pronounce Point it the way so we pronounce things in maysville so i probably mispronounced the fake word but it's chimera no no this is great it's also it almost it almost threw him off too he was like what he almost got it, got it wrong. Anyways, Kevin's going to try to get this one right, and he won't. All right, Dr. Kevin. He should. He should get this. Rickets. He won't. Rickets? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You dealt with this in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Isn't, isn't Rickets the name of, like, a kid that died in, like, a horror, like, suspense novel? I feel like that's something? Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> like the Rickets, the Rickets kid. Got yeah, murdered. My, my body week. is rickety. It cracks when I walk. We um, talk. We talk about two different things. Yes. Um, are rickets another name for shingles? No, that's herpes zoster. Cool. <laughs> he got it wrong. He got it he wrong. He got it wrong. Rickets is vitamin D deficiency. Oh, need, that's right. Need that D. I've never had that. Yep. Kevin needs that D. Kevin drinks milk. I've never been deficient in vitamin D in my life. <laughs> All right, well. Kevin, what's the score update going into our final round? I feel great. Flynn has one. He identifies as one and a half. Jacob has two. Kevin has one. Hope Camp has one. We have one final round to see if I tie with Pretty so that he would have to take a shot. I still no, feel no, like no, Pretty no, no, no. underachieved Disagree. more than anyone. Disagree. I said specifically I would do. Oh, never mind. You're right. You're right. I you're am right. right. I did say I'd do better than Kevin. Yep. Yep. Nobody else wagered on this. Let's say. Now we all bet that Kevin would win. We're all about to take yeah. a shot. <laughs> you could ruin all of us with your answer. Yeah. I actually didn't bet a shot. I bet against her medical degree, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll probably take one anyway for good measure. So, what is Flynn's final question? All right, Flynn. You have phalanges. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's finger boning yeah finger bones yeah. finger boning yeah i feel like finger he bones. has to get it wrong finger um, bones yeah. jeopardy rules would say <laughs> <laughs> corrected himself that is correct it's the collection of bones making up your fingers bones in your finger finger boning for the win uh that's got to be the title of this episode <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Finger boning for the win. <laughs> I think I think I can't wait for the for what this answer is is just beep 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 beep. 
finger bones. <laughs> <laughs> we never use beeps. We never use beeps. It's always. <laughs> I have never listened to a finished product. I do the rough cut and say it's not. Clearly, yeah, Flynn, we were you. right. We were right. Yep. We were trying to determine our number of viewers, and Flynn's like, I was like, oh, well, Hope Camp's on. And Flynn's like, oh, I don't me. think he yeah, is. I don't think Hope Camp even downloads. <laughs> <We'll follow>. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I don't want to skew the numbers. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Respect. I listen to it on three platforms to, to skew the numbers. Respect. <laughs> Keep it up. Oh, God. All right, Jacob okay. Pretty. Yep. You have raccoon eyes. I agree. Yes, he does. I actually do have raccoon eyes. Uh, I used to have them real bad in college, uh, specifically because I was I would pull all-nighters all the time. perfectly phrased. Um, oh, so that's different than now. Yeah, I don't do all-nighters now. now, I, now you I, texted us multiple times since we started this podcast at like 4.30 in the morning. What's your point? You have raccoon eyes. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> raccoon eyes would be... Uh, I'm going to to make an educated guess here that it is a condition in which uh, uh, one's uh, eyes or eyelids, uh, the area becomes rather sunken in and kind of um, uh, shallows up or, or darkens up a little bit uh, due to lack of sleep or uh, insomnia. That would be incorrect. Dang it! <laughs> it is bruising under the eyes due to a skull fracture. Uh, Ooh, quick point of order, uh, doctor to medical professional. It could also mean having a medical procedure where someone gives you raccoon eyes as a prosthetic. Um, yeah, I if think you that's have probably correct. Yeah, I'm just saying you're, that's. You're it, probably right. Oh, like that could have like also if you been get your true. Nose fixed or something like. It's like a transplant, but not from another human, from a raccoon. You could then also have <laughs> raccoon eyes. So I'm just saying that there's two definitions. <laughs> That are medically correct for this term. Pretty got neither. Thank you, doctor. Right, Thank yeah. You, doctor. Pretty, pretty got neither. So, yep. he also got neither. So, so I just want to just clarify. All right, let's do this. Sad day. Sad day. <laughs> All right. Um, Huffcamp, you have a keloid. Oh, great. Say that again. <laughs> keloid? And I actually just learned this word uh, yesterday at work, so... <laughs> Oh, great. I'm really glad that you gave me all the easy ones. So this is Hip Hop Anonymous at its finest here. Hip Hop Anonymous? You got the hardest um, ones. Yeah. A hundred percent of them. Uh, I'm going to go with a the worst degree of a strained hamstring without tearing it. That is incorrect. It's a piece of cartilage, right? Like the xiphoid process? It's a keloid? Sure. That sounds great. Um, no. no. I think... <laughs> no. Confidently it's wrong. A, it's a raised scar. So, like, yeah. when scar from, tissue on grows... On your hamstring, on your hamstring, <laughs> from not quite tearing On it. your xyloid process. I, you know what? That's a half point. <laughs> you have as much as many half points as Flynn does. Uh, um, thank you. That's all I wanted. For the record, if we did give him. Flynn his half point, he would be at two and a half and win this damn thing, no matter what, at <laughs> yeah. this point. Yeah. But because we didn't give him that, he's tied with Pretty for last. I'm fine with that. No, for first. With first. For first. For first. <laughs> right, for first. And last. Possibly. Unless Unless Kevin this gets this. You have an opportunity to make Hope Camp yep. the overall loser. Mm -hmm. Are you ready, Dr. I'll take Kevin? a punishment shot for that. I was, I, uh, I'm always ready. All right. You life. have... Battle sign. Battle sign. 
But it's me reading the signs. <laughs> Battle sign. Blaine, name that movie. If it's me reading the signs, he's never going to get it. It's pretty obscure. <laughs> Cora has okay. seen as many movies as I have. Oh, I, I do worse than Flynn. That can't be true. Yeah, no, I do worse than Flynn. Yeah, it's embarrassing. We Battle signs so. are bruises? Where? Ooh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. On the... Shocked if you get this. Hands? Uh, and feet. <laughs> Anyone else would like to take a stab? No, Wh- no. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't battle sign uh, isn't rec- would raccoon eyes be an example of a battle sign? Yeah, are they bone bruises? Um, pretty, you are on to something. So raccoon eyes and battle sign are both seen with a skull fracture. So raccoon is bruising around the eyes. Battle sign is bruising behind the ear. Mm. I feel like I get a half point for bruises. So. <laughs> we all got we all got half points. Whoa, whoa, hold on! Did I get a half point for describing at least the coloration no. that occurs? Uh, no, no one got yeah. a half. No, point. I you got a I got a half point for that one, and I got a half point for raccoon eyes. And um, so we're the final scores are: I had three. <laughs> Uh, Flynn had yeah, two. <laughs> uh, I'm the only one that took score. Uh, I wrote it in write, I wrote it in ink. Um, My dad says I if you can't three. win when you're keeping score, there's something wrong. I agree. So I won with three. <laughs> so everybody needs to take shots. Um, actually, everyone who said I would win no. has to take a shot. <laughs> no, everyone that said you would win doesn't have to, and pretty does because he's the only one that said you wouldn't. What? No, I would. I, I, I said I'd do better than Kevin and maybe tie or be slightly worse than Hove Camp. Wasn't sure about Flynn. Uh, I did all of those not, things. If memory serves, I think the only bet that came to fruition, well, there were two bets. One, Cora won over Kevin. Uh, obviously, she is the yeah. archiest of the nemeses. <laughs> and, uh, and Pretty did, in Higher. fact, beat Kevin. Yes. So no so shot for me. Flynn and I, no, so shot for Kevin. I didn't make that yep. bet. That felt like a direct <laughs> wager. <laughs> you lost both of the people targeted you, and you lost them both. I don't know. It feels like you should pay something. I mean, I'll take the shot, but I'm just—I wanted to be clear. I didn't make any bets uh, other than, with anyone other than Cora. Um, but I have this fireball here, and I should have done better because I'm the only real doctor of everyone sitting around here. So, wow. <laughs> That's correct. I'm not a doctor, but I do practice medicine. Unlike Dr. Kevin. I will. Excuse me. I also practice medicine. (laughs) I will take a half shot of Bushmills as recompense for uh, co-losing. Kevin practices medicine by taking Tylenol every morning for his hangover. Cheers, Kara. Cheers. I can't wait for the bourbon and basic bros broadcast (laughs) podcast. That was the bourbon and butterflies (laughs) podcast. A.K.A. All About the Monarchy. Is this what you Cora, thank time? you for yeah. being here. I mean that in I mean yes. that in very few ways, sincerely. But I, in some deep down place, I'm glad to have seen your face. I am happy to I, be probably on the, for the show. First time ever. I don't know why I listen every week, but I do. Um, That's so. what most of the people that listen say. They're like, I don't know why fun, I do. Fun that. fact, Cora. Uh, Kevin is old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> you see his gray yeah. hair. It's that. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> I got a cut today, and the woman was like, "You were just here like two and a half weeks ago." I did said, "Did you yeah, get a sports clips?" I did. It's first, great. first of all, we have to. Co- <laughs> I can't lift it up any higher. First There's of all, not enough hair. There we have to cover a couple, a, a couple things. First of all, <laughs> Flynn. It is called Sport Clips. There's no S. It's not Sports Clips. Stop saying Sports Clips. They okay. sports, I also though. might have been saying Sports it's Clips. Sports clips. It, is, it is not Sports Clips. It's, it's as it much Kroger? Sports Clips. No, I call it Kroger. Is this a Mandela oh, effect? I, I think it's a Mandela effect. It's as much Sports Clips as it is Greats Clips, okay? So let's just make that clear. <laughs> Second of all, I do appreciate oh, wow, the recommendation because I will never go back to anywhere but Sports Clips because <laughs> the extra couple dollars to get the head massage and the tea tree oils and it's just better it's and you great. get to watch yeah. you know they had poker on today which was not great but you know it's fine i've had I, i've been getting the quarantine experience during the yeah haircut. you have yeah you have i have had no complaints yeah you, you have i tried not to make it sexual <laughs> but you did it, you did. <laughs> at quarantine, you, you, but you, at quarantine doesn't make sense. You Betty Whited that man. You you didn't mean to make it sexual, but it, it just came across. Oh that way. no no, Betty White was very deliberate. <laughs> Kevin, there's so many options for for episode titles. Betty White was very deliberate. <laughs> I feel like I've just been throwing out uh, episode title options <laughs> since I got on. <laughs> I've done actual no podcasting. Just will this work? Well, we're gonna take a break to hear from one of our uh, made-up sponsors, and thank you, Cora, for being here on this episode. We were delighted to have you for this fun time. Thank, thank you, Cora. Listener of the week, Cora. Listener of the week for the second time. I mean, I got a T-shirt yes. and everything. Yes, it's legit. I, uh, next, you'll get a potato. Next, next year's a potato. I'll get. Let's go downstairs. I'll get you a potato. Okay. <laughs> you have to write on it. I got it. And I stamp it. it. Yep. So thank you to Cora for uh, coming onto the podcast, coming into my home, and and embarrassing Kevin like that. That is one of my favorite uh, things to do is embarrass Kevin. So I really appreciate Cora coming on the podcast. Listener of the week, easy, easy option for listener of the week there. Uh, She wore her T-shirt that I just gave her yesterday, even though it's been in my car for over a month, maybe two months. I was bad at mailing things, just like Kevin. Uh, speaking of things Flynn is bad at that the rest of us are good at, I have one quick point of order. Dun 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 and we'll fight, fight, fight for Xavier and the right. For the Tigers, we'll do or we'll die. Oh, what? For the Tigers, we'll do or we'll die. Hey! Don't say next. Don't say next. That was awful. My ears got it, St. Patrick. So, hold on. I can sing you the St. Patrick fight song if you would like, because it's very sad. Whether whether we win or lose, or whether we're okay or bad. No, it says says, whether the score be low or be high, we will cheer for you tonight. (laughs) Uh, So it's kind of sad. (laughs) Kind of sad? What's also sad is that I didn't think for one second that me, Kevin, and Pretty in three different locations on a Zoom call 
would not be in perfect sync, and it it messed with me a little bit. So I, I have I acoustic had, I, trauma. I, we sound like we were perfect. So after yeah, that, do, well, I have acoustic trauma, which is injury to the inner ear due to loud noise. So thank you, Cora, for <laughs> predicting what would happen to me later on in the episode, because that was terrible. So here's uh, I heard pretty ahead of me. So then I caught up to him and passed him. And Kevin was behind the whole time. And no, so I, don't, I, don't I was ahead I of both right. of you uh, where I lived That's my life. Alarming. OK, Flynn, you can you can go on with the chlorophyll. Okay, I, I would I, like my claws to be filled. Well, personally, I feel like we're uh, we're moving quite a lot. We've been we've been talking for way longer than we should have on this one. So uh, since Hope Camp wasn't here at the beginning, I'm gonna end it here for him instead. He doesn't get to end this one. Uh, you asked for none of this, but here it was, anyways. That was the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. You went real Betty White there. That's oof. go Tigers. Go Betty White. Tigers on the warpath. Ooh. Ah. <laughs>